you want to take it as seriously as you take the amount of money they're about to spend to work with you. You want to honor this time. You want to treat this as if this is time spent with a paid client. Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned with Human Design, a podcast dedicated to helping you use your energy to attract the energy of money into your life and business. I'm Danielle, a retired registered nurse turned human design expert and mentor. I take time in this podcast to discuss, contemplate, and decode some of the mysteries around our unique energy and around the energy of money. Subscribe to never miss an opportunity to awaken to your true potential and expand your wealth consciousness in life and in business. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, I have prepared some content that until now, I have only shared with my paid clients. Even though the audio may be a bit off on sound quality, I want you to listen closely. I have carefully chosen content and information I know you need to hear now. I have also included a free audio meditation for you that will help you take this information to a new level of embodiment. Use the audio to open up and put your brainwaves into a state of abundance as an expectation. When you sit in the energy of expecting abundance and prosperity, the universe does everything it can to send you the result you're expecting. All you have to do is allow yourself to receive the opportunity from a place of gratitude when you become aware of it. Working with our subconscious mind when we are in a state of relaxation is imperative when we are creating something that up until now, it has been repelling or blocking. Use this meditation as you fall asleep at night and as soon as you wake up in the morning to ensure its effectiveness. This is my gift to you, my way of saying thank you for your support, your enthusiasm, and for soaking up human design. This is also a way that you can help put your energy into a state of accepting the abundance that is your birthright in a deeper way. Okay, go grab that audio meditation in the show notes and then sit back, relax, and allow the information here to become what propels your abundance journey in quantum ways. What I'm talking about today is the actual sales call, how to run a sales call. Um, and you know that in the high frequency formula, I have it all spelled out there. I've included, I've updated the PDFs in there for the script and the wheel and my application um, form questions. I've done all of that in there. I encourage you to go listen to it again. And I want this training to be one that you come back to over and over again. When I was learning how to do this, 
I listened to sales trainings all the freaking time, just so I could catch things that I didn't catch before. Maybe I would understand something a little different the next time. I just, I can't tell you how important it is because our brains right away, like when I say things like divine appointment to some of you, it may be like, oh yeah, of course it is. But to other people, it's like, I don't know that I believe it's a divine appointment, right? So your brain kind of has all these different beliefs and opinions about things and the ego kind of comes in. And so to get your brain on board, you have to keep listening to something over and over and over again. It's like inundating your brain with a new concept so that it gets on board with you. Like there is no other choice. This is the way we believe it works. It doesn't matter what we believe or has happened to us in the past. It doesn't matter. This is how it works now. And so I would just recommend you listen over and over, especially if the majority of your sales calls are turning out as no's or you're feeling like I'm not attracting my fractal line client because that's not true. So I'm going to go over all of that um, as we go through this training. So The first thing I want to say is it is a divine appointment. And the reason I, I say divine appointment is to give it the, the tone of, I need to take this serious. I was going to say heaviness, but I mean, I want this tone to be, this is a divine appointment with someone in my fractal line who feels like I can help them, not someone, not the other coach over there that I've been watching and comparing myself to me, this person saw something in me and I take it as a divine appointment between the two of us. We're going to come together and I am going to have access to this person's highest, uh, intelligence, highest self. And my highest self is going to be available. And the two of us are working together to decide on make a decision if moving forward together is a yes or no. And the reason I think this is so important to do in the beginning of your business until you hit like that hundred thousand dollar mark consistently is because you learn so much about who you're attracting, what their problem is. You get confidence in how you can help them because you say it in 75 different ways, how I can help you solve that problem. And then you become the authority of your product, your service, you know, in and out, oh, I could totally help you with that. There's, it's not a problem for anyone that shows up. So you don't have to, as you learn it, you don't have to have a script or worry about, you know, getting all anxious for the call because it is the beginning. It's always nerve wracking because here's why, because now you're having to ask people for money for a product or service that you feel vulnerable about sharing, like, you know, the thoughts might be, well, I don't know if this will really work for somebody, or I don't know if I can actually help that person. They might have a, an issue that, you know, my, on, on the outskirts, I can't really see how my, my product or service would help that person. So the, the, the fear thoughts are what we have to work through, through the sales process. And I can remember back cause my son is, um, he's a projector. He's a genius at sales, genius. And I remember thinking, well, I could just hand this to him. At the same time, I'm learning how to use universal law in my business. And the universe says you have to ask for the money. You have to ask for what you need. 
And that literally means you have to ask people for money. And that feels very scary. It feels, it feels like all the things like, who am I? What are they going to think? What if my price offends them? All of that crap. So the work is in getting over that stuff. And if I would have just handed it to my son, first of all, I don't think he would have done as well as I ended up doing. And second of all, I wouldn't have learned who my people really are. So because I just went all in on this process, I'm going to share it with you. I did not stop. I ate, slept, drank everything, this process until it became seamless. If I wouldn't have done that, I would not have created a seamless sales process that I have today. And it really does feel seamless today. I have, I open my application spots, by the way, there's a thousand dollar ticket on that application spot. I open them. I already know they will be full. So I don't have to play the numbers game with my sales process. I don't have to, well, talk to hundred people a month. And at least five of them will say, yes, bull. I don't have time for that. I'm too busy serving the clients who are in my container. I don't have time to get on the phone with hundred people a month. My accountant still says, well, in order to meet your goals, you have to book all these. And I'm like, yeah, you just don't know what I know. Like you just don't know the magic that I'm working with. So anyways, you can believe what you want, but that is the truth of how the business runs today. So the hard part is going all in on this, believing this is a divine appointment, believing that everyone who shows up there is a part of your fractal line there to teach you how to get through this like wall of, you know, universal intelligence of asking for the money. Okay. So, um, okay. I'm going to go into why I call it an application call. And I'm going to also, um, refer back to the application form questions that I know you guys all have access to, but I'm going to tell you more about why. Okay. So the reason I chose to do an application call was because I have an open identity center. And I don't care if you're open or defined there. What is important to understand about the identity center is you sample energy. Now, those of us with defined energy, those of you, not, I don't have it. You literally have a way you're going, a direction you're going, and you are only meant for certain people. This application form or these pre-call questions really give you an opportunity to sample who these people are to give you before the call an idea of what kind of person is this person? And does she fit into the direction I'm going, the philosophy of my business, the, you know, um, the mission, vision, and values of my business. Is that where the client is headed just based on these call or these questions? And so open identity, the reason I love this is because I, we open identity centers can really get along with lots of different people. We are chameleons. We can really adapt and learn how other people figure out life for themselves. And so when I read the pre-call questions before I get on a sales call with somebody, I can feel into their energy to see where they are coming from. And that is gold. Okay. So I don't know anyone who's really taking these, these appointments as divine appointments and taking them that serious. My prep work for my application call 
is a lot of work. It's time consuming. And I'll tell you what it is, but it takes my time. I take it very seriously. Okay. So we'll go over some of the questions in a second, but what I want you to remember, it's very important to really get this wrapped around in your neural pathways somewhere that sales, the process of sales, the psychology, the process, the energetic of sales is something you do for people, not to them. Okay. So I just want you to write down, how is this true? If what I just said is true, right? Cause I know some of your guys are like, yeah, mm, uh, yeah, but, but, but if it's true, how could it be true? So I'm going to tell you how I was able to wrap myself around this. Very quickly, I learned that with universal law running this whole business of laws, and you have to ask for what you need, and you have to exchange value for money and all of that, I realized if somebody didn't sell me anything, I wouldn't get what I really wanted. Just because it's behind the wall of money doesn't mean it's not what I want. So the person who is selling me what I want has found a way to figure out what I want before I even knew that I wanted it, mastered it, created it, put a price tag on it and said, here, yeah, here you go. Here's what you want. That goes for everything. The car I drive, the Airbnb I rent, the title I'm picking for my house, like all of it, the medicine, the herbal teas I take for my digestion. Sales is something that is done for you, not to you. The only reason you feel like it's ever been done to you is because you haven't realized or been taught or understood that you have authority on what you say yes and no to, right? And so now, you know, because you're, you're all human design peeps, you have authority. No one runs a sales tactic through you without you knowing this is something I want and I can choose to say yes or no to. Okay. So that's just something to think about for yourself, but it is important to get on board with that to begin with. Okay. So the application form questions, I'll start here. Um, I just want to tell you, you can use mine. Of course you can use mine, but you really should lean into this process as, um, what am I trying to find from my ideal client? Like, what are the, what are the questions I want to ask my ideal client? So use mine to the, to the beginning. That's fine. If you want, if this feels aligned for you, but then as you get more comfortable with this process, start seeing, Oh, I, I think I want to ask this because it will tell me this answer. And I think I might want to ask it this way because it will give me this kind of characteristic about the client. So you want to make sure that your questions are telling you what the client thinks the problem is, how the client has been trying to solve the problem that they have in the, in the past. What have they done in the past to try to solve it for themselves? These questions will give you clues as to why the client cannot get the result they want. Okay. They're going to word the answers to their questions in a way that tells you especially those of us that can really feel into the energy, how hard it has been for them to not get what they want, 
how much suffering they've been sitting in because they haven't gotten what they want. You know, maybe they've spent a lot of money on trying to get what they want and they still can't figure it out. It'll give you where their energy is and tell you a little more about why they're not getting what they want. These questions will also give you an opportunity to see any of their objection type thinking. And I'm going to go into objections here in a little bit, but it'll give you the reasons why they think they can't have what they want. You've got to just look for them and watch for them. And then you want to look for like their baseline thinking. So my application form questions really just kind of weed out the, the people who feel very victimy and shadowy, right? And so does the thousand dollar price tag on the time it takes to get in to talk to me. It's like, I am not available for you. Not, you can have the problem. I get it. We all have problems. I have your answer, but I'm not available for you to be in whiny victim mode that it hasn't happened for you. The work that we do together, and this is for all of you, like the work that we do requires you to be at a certain frequency of I'm willing to do it different, even though all of the crap money I've spent, time I've spent, energy I've spent in the past hasn't worked. I'm willing to do it different. Okay. So I won't go over the questions because of time, but you can all go get those, the high frequency formula in the, um, in the video series. Okay. So that's, that's the basic why for those application form questions. Okay. And then it's very important for you to make sure before you get on this call that your environment is solid. You have cleared your energy. You've cleared your thoughts. You've cleared your own worries, your own insufficient energy, your own doubts. You're not needy, graspy, or desperate. We'll talk about that in a second, but in also you've cleared your environment. So your door is closed. Your Wi-Fi is working without interruption. You're instructing everybody in your house, including all your animals, that no one is to bother you, right? You just, you want to take it as seriously as you take the amount of money they're about to spend to work with you. You want to honor this time. You want to treat this as if this is time spent with a paid client. Okay. So let's talk about needy, graspy, desperate energy. This is like, my son just told me, I said, I'm doing this, the this sales call training. He says, that's so funny. He's like, you know, there's this thing called, um, like I, he called it, um, oh, sales breath. <laughs> that's what he called it. He called it sales breath. He's like, everyone can tell when you have sales sleazy breath. And what that means is you can't tell you have bad breath. But the person who you're bringing on, who is on this call with you can smell it. It smells bad. They're not really quite sure why, but they're definitely not going to spend any money with you. And what that is in sales terms is you're graspy, you're needy, you're depending on their yes for your money instead of, no, I'm depending on this universe, this energy that is of greater intelligence than me totally has me covered is going to bring me the perfect yes client. Maybe this client, maybe the next client, who knows? right? So that energy is, yeah, who knows which one it is, but I go all in and give it all I have every single one, because I know I'm learning. And the universe opens that door when the universe decides to open that door, not people. Okay. Yeah. So the 
when the environment is, when there's anything that clicks like, or the Wi-Fi gets interrupted and this has happened to me, I've done, I've done all the work and the dog barks and I've done all the work and you know, the garage door will open and the Wi-Fi kicks off or whatever. And it is what it is, but you've got to do your, you know, your end to make sure. But what happens is when something interrupts, what it's, what happens is that the interruption takes the client out of how important this is that we're making this decision together. And anytime we're interrupting our decision-making process, we're, we're losing that energetic of momentum towards, and that's what we don't want to lose. And then I want you to evaluate, and I want you to do this over and over and over again, is selling yourself on how valuable the service that you provide just the way it is right now, not because you added worksheets and then added an extra training and then got certified somewhere else, just the way it is right now. How worthy do you feel right now around the service that you're providing? And I want you to sell yourself on that value, on that worth that you need to feel. Because when we sit in a high self-worth frequency, that's why my application calls get filled. I don't even have to worry about it. I don't think, oh no, it's, it's Friday and Monday. I've got one left. I'm like, it's already filled because I know the worth and the value that my service, my offer already has for that perfect person the universe is bringing to me. So that's something you might have to, you know, work on yourself with, but do it. It's, I promise you it's worth it. And then you want to make sure that, okay, this is what all of you have been on application calls with me. I keep my zoom camera off and there's a reason why first and foremost, it helps with the Wi-Fi connection. There is no, I don't know why the ethers have a problem with zoom connection, but some of my clients are in far away, Ireland or Europe or wherever. And for whatever reason, keeping the camera off is less strain on the connection with zoom. So that's one less distraction. I absolutely have to worry about. Also, I don't need somebody staring at my face or me staring at somebody else's face, worrying about what they think I look like, what I'm thinking about. They're saying, they're saying it's all distraction. So keep that zoom camera off. I have a thing in my, um, when you schedule the call that says this is audio only, but if somebody lands on my call and they have the zoom camera up and they're like, Oh, but I can't see you. I just say, yeah, I don't run my calls with the zoom camera on because I don't want any distractions from what we're really trying to make a decision about today. And I've had zero problems with that, right? Some people turn it off. Some people keep it on, but it doesn't matter to me because I move that little zoom box over to the side and I have my notes, their chart, everything up, and I'm looking it through as we're talking. So it, it's not a distraction that way. And then from the beginning, you want to set the tone as the authority of the call. You are commanding the call and the process of the call. And it's important to remember that because these people are coming on. They're maybe a little nervous. Um, they're thinking they're going to have to spend maybe money. They're, they're uncomfortable spending or whatever is going on in their brain. They want you to guide them through the process that feels safe for them to know that, oh, she's got this. So, and this is all subconscious guys. This isn't something that they're like, God, I just really hope she has a process. No, but you, you know how, um, in the beginning of these calls, some of the clients will start running off with their story. And what your job is to do is like, 
great. And my job here is to get us to this decision we're making with ourselves. So I'd like to bring you back to the question I have, blah, 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 blah. Okay. That's just a way to kind of cut it off and take authority without being like, okay, we got to stay on time. Like you don't have to do any of that. Okay. So again, like I said, I have my script up, um, questions, any questions I have up, I have the chart up because, you know, obviously I'm doing human design stuff. Um, but take, take the time to have it all up your links up. If you're going to share your link while you're on the call with them and remember that the script, having a script saved my life in the beginning. Okay. It saved my life. It felt awkward. It felt weird. But what I did was I created it out of my own words. I created it myself and I was able to retweak it every so few calls. Like I would see like, oh, I, I can leave that part out or I see that this needs to be said here, or I could even, you know, make the process that I explain to people. I can, I can shorten it down. And what this has helped me do this one script that I spent, maybe, I mean, over time, probably 16, 18 hours on it has helped me be able to now write sales copy content, sales pages, emails, because all of this is pertinent to my ideal client. And that's the gold of the information of these application calls or consults that you call them. Okay. So of course I have a copy of the application call and the script in the high frequency formula. Um, if you want, you can ask me because we are going to have time for Q and a at the end of this. If you want to ask me any questions on this, now's the time, bring it up. I love it. Um, I'm also willing to, if you want to record your sales calls and you want me to listen to them, I will do that. Now I won't listen to every single one of them as I get busier and busier, but I am willing to help you fine tune this process. My, one of my, my first business coach did that for me and it was a game changer for me. So I know the value in having a one-on-one coach take the time to listen to your sales process and listen. Cause I listen for tone. I listen for speed. I listen for the words, the clients are saying the words you're saying the responses. And I just, I know for a fact that when you're on the call, you're not hearing what I hear. You can't, your nervous system is activated. The client's nervous system is activated and my ability to not be in an activated space and also know the psychology and the process and the energetic around it, around the sales call really does help change the game. A couple of you have experienced that already. So I just want to leave that open. Um, Okay. So part of the process is staying on a timeline which in the beginning, I don't want you, I don't want you to worry about if it's over an hour. Like I know that there are lots of processes that say we got to keep it an hour. Even my son in the beginning is like, mom, you spend way too much time on your calls. And I'm like, I know that and I'm still learning. So it's just going to take me time to figure out how to condense it. Okay. So I would give them about 90 minutes to begin with. That's totally normal right? It's just normal. Now, if it takes less time, great. 
if it takes more time, let's look at it. But what we're looking to get them to is an hour. Now, what I think is interesting is some of you, well, I don't even need an hour. I don't think I need an hour. Okay. Maybe you don't, but if you're not closing your clients as yeses, 100% of the time you do need an hour (laughs) because there's a process there. The process is working through the client's brain for an hour. And depending on how nurtured the client is before they get on the phone with you matters. And before we have a lot of followers, a lot of podcast episodes, a lot of blog posts behind us, we are using this time to find where that nurturing needs to really happen and move forward. That takes about an hour. Okay. So there's a method to the madness here. You want to stay out of the story that they bring to the call, right? So for example, somebody comes to one of my application calls and their pain is, um, the pandemic really, really screwed up my mojo, right? And they're going to tell me the story of how the pandemic really fucked up all the possibility of sales and blah, blah, blah. Now, instead of buying in and going, yeah, the, that pandemic, man, that was really quite a thing. I, I give them maybe a few seconds to talk about this pandemic being the, the causation of this no income. And then I go into, yeah, and how blah, 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 like the, my next question. Okay. So you want to make sure you're paying attention to the time. However, that looks for you. Like that could look like you have, you know, your iPhone next to you and you have the, t- you know, the time bold so you can see it. I just look at the clock on my computer. It, it tells me the time um, where I can see it. And I just, I just know like, okay, we've, I've been listening to this about about four minutes too long now. (laughs) So, you know, listen, it happens sometimes. Some of the stories I'm like, wow, really? Like I will see myself getting bought in and other times I'm like, okay. Yeah. And because, because the story is not the problem. The belief that they carry now out of that long story is what I'm going to be working with. So once you know the belief that they're carrying from that story, then your mind quick, quick little, little neural pathway work that's going on can then go, ah, they believe this is the reason I actually know the truth, which is, this is the reason let me show them that. And let me guide them through the rest of their brain for the rest of this call. So once you know that the story doesn't matter, it's the belief that comes from the story that matters. Okay. And then really what you want to do is you're, you're finding this pain. You're finding the pain that they have. You're getting curious as to what the client has allowed the pain to be like, why they've allowed this, this pain to be something they've experienced for so long what effect that pain has had on them, how it feels to sit in that pain and to show them how that pain is actually driving their decisions in their life today. And that is sometimes the most thing my clients go, I like, I had no idea that thing was actually driving the result 
that I'm having today. That right there, those mindset shifts that you offer on the phone call in an hour period blow someone's mind because they think if I just got this in in an hour, what is six months going to look like eight weeks going to look like, right? What is that time going to look like if that was what was happening? Okay. So it's, you're going to find the pain. You're going to see how it's affecting that, the client and their results. And then through the call process, you're building a bridge for the client being in the pain to the life they want to live, the result they want to create, you're building that for them because they can't build it themselves or they wouldn't be on the call. So your work through this process is using your tools and your thought energy to go, oh, I can see how we can get you here by doing this. I can see how you would think we couldn't because you haven't tried this. But with my clients, I do this all day, every day, and we create this this result. Okay. And so what I like to do to help paint that picture for me and ultimately for the client is using that wheel. And now the wheel, I put an updated example of the wheel in the high frequency formula. And I want you to just kind of look over it, but you can use, create your own. This, when I use this and I thought it was kind of a dumb tool um, and I kind of Googled it you know, my coach use, recommends using it in the very beginning. And I thought, well, I'll try it and see. And this one thing changed the game for me. Now I started by doing like five of these wheel questions. And what I really quickly realized was that I was going over an hour and I actually didn't need as many questions as I had written out in the beginning. So I, I write out before my application calls, I write out about three or four of them and on the call, depending, right. Depending on how the call is going and what I'm understanding from the client, I decide, do I want to do all four? Do I just need to do a couple? And then I go from there, but that will really help you, you yourself see why they can't picture themselves at a 10 in the life they want to create result, they want to create why they give themselves such a low number. You'll be able to see, oh, I can see why they think that and I can help them do it this way. Okay. Now you'll see in the application for, or, um, in the, um, the script that I put in the high frequency formula, you'll see that I have a commitment level question and I love this question because I work with people who are only a 10 committed to working with me, working with me, the process, all of that. But I want to, and I think what's happening is from what I had in the high frequency formula before, I think some of you got this impression that if they said they were only a four out of 10, either on the pre-call questions or even on the call with you, that they weren't a fractal line client, it wasn't a match and calls over. And what I want to tell you is this is definitely not a call over end of story, not a fractal and client issue. What this is, is they can't get to a 10 commitment because when they say I'm a 10 commitment, they still are understanding commitment the way they understand commitment. 
So they have a lot of thoughts around what commitment actually means. And what commitment actually means is something you have to spell out for them. So for example, if a client comes to me and says, you know, I'm an eight out of 10, because I'll ask the question, okay, so how committed are you to making this something for your, making this result possible for yourself? And they'll be like, you know, anymore, I don't really get any clients that say less than a 10, but if, and when they were saying less than a 10, oh, I'm an eight out of 10, I'd be like, okay, well, why, why are you an eight out of 10? You just got done telling me how much you want this. You're so excited. Why are you an eight out of 10? Now let's listen to my tone. Tonality is everything. You want to stay curious, not like, okay, but why are you an eight out of 10? Right? Not condescending because the reason they want to be a 10, the reason they aren't a 10 could be, I just don't believe I can do it. Maybe they believe it can happen for other people, but it doesn't happen for me, right? There's a vulnerability there. And then your job is just to get curious around why they don't believe that a 10 out of 10 is something they could be, right? You want to just ask why. And then if they, if you, so like if the eight out of 10 says, well, I just, I've just seen it happen for other people. And I just can't imagine it really actually happening for me. One of the things I would say is, of course, you can't imagine it happening for yourself because it hasn't actually happened for yourself yet. You know, but one thing I do is this application process is for me to see if the result you want is actually possible for you. And from everything I've seen on this call, it is. So if I'm telling you that what you want is possible and you might have to borrow my belief in you that it is possible, where does that put your commitment level now? And then every single time they will move to a 10. Now, if they don't move to a 10 and they're like, yeah, but this house renovation that I have going on is just, that's the priority and I just can't spend the money. And then it's, you, you can't move them. You can't make them see how the house renovations really can't get done unless they learn how to make money in their business. Of course, that's from me. If that can't, that bridge doesn't get built and crossed, then the client is, it's a no, right? And it's, and I have said, I only work with people who are a full 10 out of 10 because this process doesn't work unless you are all in here. So unfortunately right now I'm going to have to, you know, close the call. I would love to welcome you back at another time when you are all in, but right now just is not the time for you. Okay. Now objections. Okay. And we know I'm going through this fast, but I will, all your questions will be answered. So objections are all lies. Now, when I first heard that, I was like, that isn't true. That's not true. Some of them are, are true. And so I had to really sit with that statement because it wasn't just one person I heard it from. It was a bunch of sales experts saying this. Okay. If this is true, how could it be true? So what really is happening is an objection is the client's subconscious mind throwing up the reason they've always used that kept them from making the change to create the result they're trying to create right now. So it's the thing they actually believe. 
if they're not telling you a lie, your clients aren't liars. They just actually believe their objection. They believe they don't have money. They don't have time. They have to ask somebody for permission. They actually believe that. But the truth is that reason that they're believing is the reason that their result isn't what they're experiencing right now. So your job in overcoming an objection is again, to get curious and sit in compassion. Okay. It's not because they're not your fractal line. I've heard that from many people. Like, I just don't think they're my fractal line because they had objections. No, all of them want a solution and a result. And for whatever reason, they felt like they needed to get on the phone with you at this day and at this time. And then their subconscious mind threw up. This is the reason we can't do it. And what they are begging you to do, if this is something they really want, is to tell them how this objection is not true. So you have to remember, first and foremost, it is not real. It is not true. And then the job is, how do you find the the truth? How do you get beyond the lie into the truth? So the first thing I always say when objection comes up is, well, first, I just want to ask you, do you want to make this happen for yourself or not? Like, are you a yes right now for moving forward in this coaching agreement, whatever you product or services or not? And if they say, you know, actually, no, then the call is over. No, I'm not. Okay, great. Thank you for your time. Close the call. Goodbye. If they say, yes, I I really want this. I just can't figure out about the money. I just can't figure out how much time it's going to take. Like, yes, I do, but I'm just, I'm really confused with this money thing. Okay. Then it's time to move forward and go, all right. So you're not the first one to come across my desk who wants the result that I can give you and help you create for yourself and have this worry of money come in. And the reason is, is because you just don't, you can't see what I can see. So are you willing to get coached through this right now? And if they say yes, then we move through the process. We move through the coaching process to find the truth, right? Because it's not the story around, I don't have the money. It's the belief that was created from the story. That's the objection. So when you find the belief, you can overcome the objection with truth. And then you're not screaming, desperate, needy, graspy energy. You're working with someone in their highest self and they feel truth with what you're saying. You feel truth and it's a natural connection. Yes, let's do it. Let's go. Okay. So there's also the objections sheet that I um, created for you guys in the high frequency formula. Um, I did that for myself in the very beginning. I, I never used it because I just started to learn how to find truth out of the objection. And all I used that objection sheet for really was um, for my evaluation of my call. And just to kind of go over like, oh, I could have said this or I did say this, but then she said this and I could have overcame it this way. Like it's just a use for an evaluation tool. 
And then after the call is over and the first payment has been made, which I hope all of you are taking first payment on the phone, either down payment or payment in full. After that has, because that is the close of the decision. The payment has to be made for there to be the contract in place. Universe recognizes the transaction as the start of movement forward with momentum. I don't want to bypass that. I don't want to just rush past that. That is a very important part of this call and get over how you feel about it. (laughs) If it's uncomfortable for you, get over it. You know, that's just part of it. I had to get over it and it was uncomfortable in the beginning and I was fumbling around. It doesn't matter. That is, that is for the client, by the way. It's not for you to get your deposit in your PayPal account. It's for the client. You have to trust that this client has universal intelligence working for them as well. As soon as they close this call with, yes, I'm all in, I've made a decision and secure it with money behind it. The universe on their end does miraculous things. You guys should hear some of the stories I get from people for not coming in with, I have zero money to pay for this to, by the end of this call, I can put a deposit down. I'll have the rest in 24 hours to what happens for them, for them to actually create the money and put it into the, the rest of the, uh, invoice payment for PayPal. The stories I hear and the emails I get just all the time remind me of what a miracle this divine intelligence really is, but it's not about you, my friend. It's about them, right? This call is all about them getting what they want, right? And by you giving what they want, what do you get? You get compensated in the form of appreciation with money. That's just the natural way it works here. Okay. And then the last thing I'll talk about is the evaluation and then we'll go into Q and a. So it's important to remember to evaluate each time you go into a sales process. Now, remember everything I just said can also be used with how am I marketing? How am I writing copy? How am I writing my ads? How am I selling without selling on the call? Like all of this is, is, can be used for the call as well. I mean, all of the stuff for the call can be used for the stuff you want to write. And that's what I'm realizing now. Like the calls aren't where the enter a lot of energy goes anymore. Now it's like, oh, how am I now going to say this? You're, you're selling your team members. You're selling your assistants. You're selling everyone to help you help your clients, help your fractal line. Okay. So this is the process that, that it works this way for everyone but then you want to evaluate this process. So it's always going to start with, like I say, you want to evaluate your business at the the one day every week consistently. So if you're, I always do it on Fridays and I always just look back like, okay, these last seven days, these were the things I wanted to get done in this week. What kept me from doing them? What allowed me to make sure that they were done? And what do I need to change for next week to make sure that my to-do list isn't overlooked in any way, but you want to do the same thing for your sales call. You want to evaluate, okay, what about this call really felt aligned and great? What parts of it about what time did this happen? You want to just look for what basically what worked. Okay. What felt good, even if it's a yes on the call. And then you want to look for 
what didn't work or what didn't go as smoothly as I would have hoped it would have. Like maybe I could have overcame this objection this way. I ran over the 90 minutes or the hour, um, whatever. And then you want to, at the bottom of that, you want to write what you're going to do next time that will be different. And so what that would look like for me is I'm going to, um, look for this in the pre-call sheets next time. I'm going to, maybe I'm going to change an application form question to better give me the, uh, information I need before I get on the call with a person. Like all of those things are just you showing the universe. You're taking this divine appointment as seriously as the universe takes it. Because remember the universe has to go and move mountains for you to get on this call with this person at this time. So you have to be taking it just as seriously, not like well, they were no screw them. You know, my energy was off that day. They're just not my fractal line. Not that like you just have to be very humble with yourself, you know, very just honor, honor yourself too, for doing this and going out and offering your vulnerable service to the world, right? You don't have this drive for no reason. You're just learning how to let other people in on this thing that you're bringing to the world in an aligned high frequency way. It takes time. It takes practice. It doesn't happen overnight. You will always get supported by yeses and money when you need it. And as you're learning more and more the patterning and the process and your specific process, you're going to see it happen easier and easier and easier. Thank you for listening. And if you know someone who could benefit from using human design and universal law in their life, it would mean the world to me if you would take just a few seconds and share this podcast with them. It allows me to reach even more people with the message that abundance is our birthright. And I am so grateful for the opportunity to help get money in the hands of soul aligned entrepreneurs. When soul aligned entrepreneurs make money, we change the world in massive ways.